everyone, it's Megan with Sawgrass, and you're listening to Ink Differently. I'm here today with Jackson Burnett from Vapor Apparel. Jackson, thanks so much for coming on. Great. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for having me. So, Vapor Apparel, you like Sawgrass, you're a manufacturer, and you're one of our partners. So, for those people who may not be familiar with Vapor, can you give a little bit of information about what you produce? Yes. Um, Vapor, uh, we started in 2004 and started making performance apparel for specifically for dye sublimation um, production. And so how we go into it a little bit is, is how the fabric is made because sublimation is a very rigorous printing process on textile fabrics. So, um, so that's really how we got started and we've branched out um, really into some protective clothing and uh, beginning to focus on 365 apparel uh, throughout the year. And Jackson, what is your official title within Vapor? I'm the president of Vapor Apparel. And you have been in the sublimation game even longer than your time at Vapor, correct? I uh, actually had a short stint at Sawgrass uh, prior to uh, starting Vapor Apparel. So um, started before that was in the the uh, polyester yarn business and in, in the fibers business, and then had a short stint at Sawgrass and saw a need for uh, performance apparel that um, was engineered for sublimation. So yeah, but had a had a little stint over over in Inkland. That's what I thought. So you, you mentioned there being a need for performance apparel because when people generally think of polyester, they don't think about the type of products that you guys have invented and started putting out. Polyester generally is scratchy and uncomfortable, but that's not what vapor is. Not at all. And, and I think that kind of goes back to the whole uh, Leisure Suit Larry 70s double knit polyester. Um, you know, that that's really... Uh, where everybody, you know, when, they, when everybody, I'm, I'm in my late 40s, so that's what I grew up, that's what uh, polyester was. Um, but I spent about eight, nine years in, in the fiber industry in, in polyester yarns uh, with a company, um, Unify, who produces reprieve recycled water bottles, uh, uh, yarn out of recycled water bottles. We'll get into that a little bit later. But what I learned is that um, polyester is a very versatile fiber uh, you can you can treat it with a lot of different um, uh, finishes to make it antimicrobial, moisture wicking, um, how we construct our fabrics to make them UPF 50. Um, the latest development, which is which is really it's not really new, but it's it's really taking hold in the, in the industry and in, in the world is recycled water bottles. Um, so it, basically taking recycled water bottles and, and converting them into fiber and fabric and, and, and apparel. That's really interesting. And I know uh, we, we will get into that later because that, that's kind of looking more toward the future of vapor. But when did you realize, okay, there needs to be a change in the polyester apparel industry? Well, it, it was interesting when, when we started the business, um, basically we were trying to make a moisture wicking, no stink, um, comfortable, comfortable garment 
and that was about the time that Under Armour was was really making a push on Nike uh, back in in '04, um, and and they were really I don't know if they were responsible for it, but but that competition created a, a segment performance apparel, and um, it wasn't really a widely used term prior, in, you know, in, in the late '90s. So um, that was really um and now performance apparel is a is a huge category adopted by you know thousands of brands yes there is a lot of performance apparel in my house my husband's a fisherman so that spf protecting moisture wicking you know apparel is right up his alley and i i wouldn't doubt if we have some vapor in our house without even knowing it i hope so (laughs) so you start this business, you see a need for a business like this. When you start out, what is your business strategy? Are you going direct to consumers or are you going to other businesses? No, the original model was uh, that there was a need in the sublimation market for, for um, uh, a functional apparel. And um, it was very awards and custom gift uh, when we started the business. And um, basically, once we got into to, uh, working with brands who were going to shows like Outdoor Retailer and Surf Expo, we started realizing, well, you know, it's great to be able to put a, a picture on a shirt, which is very sublimation centric, but for the mass market, they're looking for comfort, uh, style, colors, because when we started, it was, you could only print sublimation on white. Uh, we, we pioneered being able to sublimate on, on different colors. Uh, and we actually, really, a lot of what we're doing now is tonal prints on even mid-shades that, that a, a digital print in a four color process may not look good, but a, um, let's say a royal blue with a black print really has wide appeal to, to a, a specific brand, a fishing brand, uh, that type of thing. That's very interesting. So you have Vapor Apparel, you've been doing the sublimation business, but we've talked before and, and you've talked about how now your business model kind of starting to shift a little bit. How so? Well, it is, and we, we started doing um, some business with Amazon um, a, about seven years ago, and we realized that um, there was a market uh, direct, direct to our consumer, and we uh, were light on branding early on in, in, in the development of, of our company, um, but about two years ago, we, we realized that we, had, we built a pretty decent Amazon business without investing anything in our in our brand and our story and and just all the digital marketing that is just absolute um, an absolute necessity in today's uh, business world so that was a huge undertaking uh, you know you kind of have to take a piece of yourself out when you take your old logo and replace it with the new logo you have to um, have an open mind of, of where you're going and, and, and it's a journey, very much is a journey as you're going down direct consumer of establishing who your customer is, who, uh, what their interests are, what their needs are, what their apparel needs are. So it really is looking at our business from um, not just uh, our sublimation market, but, but 
what vertical markets we, we sell into. Because we sell into markets from boating, fishing, resort wear to outdoor hiking, um, you name it, and and uh, dozens of, of vertical markets in between. So it's in it's it's taking those targets and and really what we're working on now is working with designers and our creative direct directors uh, leadership to figure out what products are needed in those markets. So it's uh, it's quite an undertaking and it, and it is exciting. It's 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 basically feels like starting another business for sure. So it seems as if you guys are kind of giving yourselves a facelift over there. Absolutely. Um, it's it's uh, been a project we've been working on for two or three years, uh, refocus of um, our our products. And, and um, so as, as we, and it really goes from direct consumer all the way down to, to product development. So as we're developing new content and brand direction, we feed that information to our digital team, to our designers, and it goes all the way uh, into to product development. So at the end of it, we are uh, working on what the, the the version two of Vapor Apparel and the new products that we're going to be offering to the market. And but it's very important that we don't alienate our, our current customer base. And as we find successes in our direct consumer business, those products will flow to our wholesale business, which will help our, our customers and partners in their own pursuits. That's all really great information. I do want to backpedal a second and talk about that target market because a lot of people getting into the sublimation business, uh, especially small businesses that both you and Sawgrass support, are sometimes have a hard time trying to figure out what audience they want to service. So can you talk a little bit about finding your target market? Well, absolutely. You know, our target market is um, our tagline is seize the ray and our brand ethos is surrounded in um, get outside, do what you like to do, wear our gear and stay out longer. So we're really focused on um, getting outdoors mm -hmm. in whatever version that is, whether it's the ocean, whether it's boating, whether it's travel hiking, uh, yard work, gardening, you know, our, our apparel is meant for the elements and I, that is one. Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, I, I really like that you have kind of an umbrella working here because your main focus is outdoors, but you found a way to target so many different aspects of being outdoors. And I find that very interesting. Well, well, thank you. And that is what we're trying to do. And, and part of the rebrand, uh, we are going to the outdoor retailer show uh, next week in Denver. Um, and I don't know when this podcast is airing, but it, it is in uh, mid-August. And and one of the, the new brand directions uh, that we will be um, unveiling is uh, Vapor Elemental Wear. And basically what that is outlining is that we're not just your sun shirt. We're not just your spring to summer gear. We want to be your your 365 year round uh, apparel, which will expand into women's uh, products, leggings, quarter zips, uh, men's quarter zips. So we really do want to folk want to communicate that 
sun protection is just not a seasonal, a, a summer, spring thing. It is a year round uh, pursuit uh, because people want to get outside throughout the year and the sun is, uh, is, is out every, every part of the year and depending on your location, some more than others. That is very cool. So you're, you're taking your core product and you are stretching it in every way imaginable. And I think that's really good information for people who are making items and showing them just because you have an item that you might have bought for one occasion to make and sell doesn't mean you can't get use out of it in other ways. It's all about kind of creativity and branding. Well, and if you take our core item, um, our, our solar, which we've rebranded is, is EcoBlock uh, and solar EcoBlock for the, the recycled version and solar block for uh, the standard um, sun protection shirt. That, as, as you've said, your, your husband is, is a fisherman and wears it mm-hmm. when he's fishing. Um, he also can wear it in the fall as a base layer, in the winter as a base layer. We have a lot of brands that actually sell to ski resorts. So that that shirt that looks like a summer sun shirt is really used, uh, merchandised th- throughout the country, um, throughout the year. I never would have guessed that. So that is really, that's really interesting. Um, so you've talked about rebranding and part of that uh, re- rebranding is you guys are becoming a little bit more green and eco-friendly. Can you talk about what you're doing to accomplish that? Uh, absolutely. So we have been playing around, um, I use that term figure, figuratively, with um, Reprieve Fiber, which is made of recycled water bottles. If you go to reprieve.com, they have a nice little uh, ticker to show you how many water bottles they've recycled. I think it's up to 25 or 26 billion water bottles wow. since they've started. Um, and actually when I had my stint at the company, I was trying to sell a little bit on, in the garment district in New York to, to no avail because the market wasn't ready for it. But um, as, as Vapor, we have been um, in product development with this for, for over 10 years. We probably kept a million, well north of a million water bottles out of landfills and, and oceans. And uh, we've had some products that missed, um, but, but we, we really have hit the nail on the head uh, with, with our current offering. So we have two main products that are our core items with the Reprieve. One is the solar block uh, or the eco block, which is made of our, our shirts have 16 water bottles in them, the long sleeve. And then we have our, our eco blend which is made, uh, which is a tri-blend made with uh, Reprieve, Modal, and, and a little bit of cotton, and it has about five water bottles in it. That is so cool. And for people listening to this who might be wondering, like, this is great, but as a consumer who does sublimation, how does this help me? The answer is going green. A lot of people now, they want to buy products that are eco-friendly. And they want to know that the company that they're working with has a green initiative. So if you're somebody who does sports apparel and you're purchasing from Vapor, work that into your marketing campaign. Say, the shirts that you're purchasing from me are eco-friendly. 
put in that they're made from 18 water bottles or 16 water bottles depending on you know what type of shirt you have but this is good information for these small business owners to have because that's something that could help them sell shirts themselves absolutely so if you want to talk about the markets that that these sell in um, i just went to icast which is the national fishing show from saltwater to freshwater um, i was there last week and um, some of the leading fishing brands uh, pelagic and and aftco they are making a huge uh, uh, statement about recycled um, uh, apparel from recycled water bottles and what does that do now all of a sudden all the brands we work with are coming to us saying hey I've got to have a recycled water bottle blank so um, all of our uh, uh, print partners out there that means that the end consumer is starting to look for that because if the brand leaders in the fishing market are looking for it that means that they're selling it to an end consumer that that now they're out on the water they're out wanting to conserve and uh and keep keep track out of out of their playground mm -hmm. and just so people know as well um sawgrass also has a green initiative currently going on and our ink cartridges are 100 percent recyclable so just like vapor we're trying to to get in on this eco-friendly way to create our products so you know as time goes on it's only going to become more and more eco-friendly i believe within this industry oh, that's awesome i mean that that is you know it is where it's going and um i believe there'll be a, a point um uh, at some future date where the there will be a change where the most of what is made out of plastics will be recycled mm -hmm. uh, versus virgin polyester uh, or, or plastics. I actually, uh, we, we had a competition a few months ago asking people to sublimate on the most unique thing they could find. And somebody, she, she recycled. She took old lids to cans and she sublimated on them and used them as garden markers. Uh, that, I mean, that's cool. And, and that really, as we get into our, when we go out and we talk to retailers and brands and we present how um, we, we're pre-fiber is made, uh, you know, it is basically taking a water bottle. It goes to a material uh, recovery facility. It is then, those water bottles are washed. Then it goes to reprieve. They're chopped up into little, little flakes, as you would imagine, like cornflakes. Mm -hmm. And then they are tumbled into little pellets and then extruded. So it, it really is um, taking that, that water bottle. And, and so plastic is basically converted into shirts. So wow. it all comes from the same, from the same, um, the same raw material. Wow. And you're keeping this local too, I believe, because people might not know this, but Sawgrass, based in Charleston, South Carolina. Vapor, also based in Charleston, South Carolina. And the the facility you use, that's also based in Charleston? Um, well, the the re recovery facility, uh, and that, that is actually, uh, there's a recovery facility work with in Berkeley County, mm -hmm. um, South. And that's just right up the road from Charleston. And um, so one, one of the companies that we'll be working with our, our events is the Cooper River Bridge Run. Mm -hmm. So that'll help um, just 
uh, galvanize what we're doing here in the low country. Um, but, uh, they, I think their output is 80,000 to a hundred thousand water bottles in this event. This is the third largest 10 K in the U S. So we take those, uh, water bottles, we collect them at the race and then we send them to the, the material recycle, um, recovery facility, and then it's off to be recycled. So really what we're trying to present is, is just the full circle because a lot of this, uh, it, it, it's, it helps tell the end consumer the story so they understand that that water bottle belongs in a recycle bin rather than a trash bin because it is not going uh, to, to a landfill. That is, I, I personally think that this is a great story. Uh, I, I love this idea that you guys have. So kudos to you and I, I cannot wait to see how many shirts they're able to turn out based on just this one event alone. Well, it, uh, you know, truth be told, it, it, it's, a, it's a drop in the bucket, 80,000 water bottles. If you do the math on six, 16 water bottles per, it, 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 it's not a huge number, uh, but it just tells you the magnitude of how many water bottles. And, and I think if you go to the Reprieve site and, and, and you see the ticker, and how quickly um, they are recycling water bottles, it helps bring it in perspective of, of really what good they are doing um, to, to keep these these uh, water bottles in the right place. Wow. This is a wonderful initiative, and obviously one that you're able to do now that your company is very much well-established, but let's rewind the clock a little bit. So can you talk just about the idea of going out and starting your own, your own business, leaving the, the corporation that you're with and starting out on your own. Because I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast, it's something they're interested in doing, but it's an undertaking. It is. It's absolutely a leap of faith. Um, you know, it's uh, what, what we did. Um, we needed inventory because our customer base they want, when they order, they need it to ship same day. Um, little, little challenging in the, in the world, the state of the world right now. Um, <laughs> but, but when we started, you know, we, we had to buy um, a 40 foot container of shirts. And I think that was when I realized that I'm gonna have uh, 8,000 shirts um, in Charleston in uh, 90 days. Well, I, I I need to get moving. I need to sell these things. So, um, so yeah, it, it's a leap of faith. Um, it's uh, what, when you, when you start a business and you and, and you fall in love with the idea and the concept, and wow, this is a great idea. And then you get into it and you realize that there's about a dozen things you had no idea that you mm -hmm. would have to do with on a daily basis. <laughs> Can you can you break down a few of those dozen things? Because it might be very helpful for people who are just starting out. Like for me personally, if I ever went to start a business, I'd be lost on the math part. <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it's inventory management, inventory control, it's systems. Uh, systems were not as important when we started our business 17 years ago. They are just, you know, actually we kind of got laughed a little bit in, in our systems because, um, we, we, we had our own system that, that didn't rely on technology. So technology is huge. Um, if, if you plan on starting a business that you're going to hire people, 
the, the people component is probably one of the most important things. If you don't have good uh, members on your team, you will not be able to have a successful business. And, and that is empowering them, uh, treating them as they are, are part owners and, and helping them, letting them make the decisions because as you grow as, as a business, you cannot do everything. Um, and having started a business with, with just three or four of us uh, and growing to what we have probably about 100, 110 employees now, um, you, you know, it, it takes good people to get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's, that's great advice. So before we wrap things up, any other just general business advice that you want to give to somebody starting out in the sublimation world? Well, I think one thing that, that uh, I feel like we started um, a whole nother business in the last two years, um, building a brand is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not easy. Uh, it is having the right um, uh, content, the right vision, and then how all that intertwines together to deliver a consistent and pertinent message to, to your audience. Um, and it's one we're still at Vapor still developing. Um, we didn't start this whole rebrand initiative two years ago and, and end up where, where we want to be right now. It, it, it's a journey and it'll, will continue to evolve. And, 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 and our customers, one thing that's very important, um, is you let the data and you let, um, the successes and the failures adjust how your strategy adjusts, but every day you have to take, um, you have to take assess where your brand is and make decisions and adjust based on where you are in the market. It is a daily pursuit. So I'm curious now because you're talking about this whole, all this rebranding, but how do you take the time to rebuild and rebrand without taking a break from the company and what you're currently doing? How, how do you manage you're basically managing two companies at once as you make a transition. Sounds like. Absolutely, uh, we are. Um, we went from a digital team of zero three years ago to a digital team of eight strong, and um, and yeah, there's there's daily challenges in making sure that that um, you know we reinvent ourselves on one side, but. Uh, and, and really what we found is as we've reinvented, we've had, uh, as, and we're trying, we're, we're growing uh, digital uh, D2C customers every day, but we're also finding that our B2B and wholesale customers and partners are really digging the new look. And so when we haven't even launched the term EcoBlock to our wholesale business, but the business owner or the buyer has gone to our direct consumer site. Next thing we know, we've got an inquiry for, hey, I need to buy, you know, 500 of your EcoBlock. Uh, we haven't even marketed it to that <laughs> that side of our business. We're we're finding that it's, that that tells us that that our brand initiatives are working. That's awesome. That's great. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us. Um, 
go ahead and please let people know where they can find Vapor online. Please give us your website, social media, anything that they might need so that they can have access to your products. Absolutely. So very simple, uh, just vaporapparel.com. That is our direct consumer site. Uh, at the bottom of the homepage, if you are interested in becoming a commercial buyer, uh, you can uh, click there and get into our wholesale site and, and submit your information. And uh, then we'll have somebody on our sales team reach out to you. But um, the, the best place to see what's new, what's coming, and you'll see a lots of changes over the coming months and, and going into spring 22 is vaporapparel.com. Jackson, thank you so much. If you or anyone you know would like to be featured on the podcast, please send us an email to marketing at sawgrassinc.com. That's marketing at sawgrassinc.com. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.